This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. This week on Innovation and Compliance, I'm running a five-part sponsored podcast series in conversation with K2 Fin Intelligence, navigating an increasingly complex sanctions landscape sponsored by K2 Intelligence Fin. Check out this five-part series with Adam Frey and Eric Lorber. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and today I'm joined by Paul Mueller. Paul is a fellow Houstonian, and he's a professional coach. And uh, Paul, I was wondering, uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you very much, Tom. I am really excited about uh, speaking with you and your audience. Could you tell us a little bit about your profession right now? Sure. I'm a certified business performance coach. Um, my uh, passion is to team with with business owners and help them um, drive the performance of their organization to the levels that they're expecting. And that can be a whole bunch of different things. It can be anywhere from revenue growth to profitability um, to really any aspect of the business that the owner is trying to improve to uh, achieve um, their objectives. My primary goal is to help improve the long-term value of the company for the business owner around what his, his or her objectives are. Uh, as I mentioned to our listeners, we are both in Houston, although recording remotely. Um, the state of Texas is in uh, either phase two or phase three of our reopening. We're moving to phase four. Uh, but you wrote, I thought, a really interesting article to help business owners through perhaps reopening, but I saw much broader implications. The title of it is Reset, Restart, Accelerate a Path to Recovery from COVID-19. And it struck me in reading it, although you may have conceived or written about or written it a little early into the COVID-19 health crisis, it, it really resonated with me at this point in time and actually resonated with me in thinking through actually how an organization might effectuate a, a, a key change. But I was wondering if you could uh, talk about what you see as the reopening uh, stages of business and how do you, what are the key steps you see? Sure, I'd be happy to. Thank you. And and part of this has been my my own journey through COVID, right? And and um, if we think back, and it's really incredible to think how long ago this started. I always look at March six as kind of the, the 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 date where it all started because that's about the time that my world went upside down, right? So I had a lot of different prospecting I was doing. I had some good things on the horizon. I was excited about kind of restarting in in uh, in twenty twenty, um, and then that weekend uh, everything changed, right? So the, the severity of the crisis started to to rear its head, and the impact on business started to to show itself. Um, and, and so the interesting thing that happened, um, is I was going through my own process 
um, a lot of people who, especially who may not have been impacted uh, as severely by COVID, um, we're starting to talk about, yeah, well, let's get back to work and here's what it's going to look like. And I found myself in a really, really bad space, right? So, um, and that's where I came up with the, the concept through discussion with other folks about reset. And what I found was that I couldn't really start thinking about the future until I dealt with where I was. And it really was the equivalent of, you know, of, of the grieving process, right? And so, my whole world had been shaken at its foundation. The things that I'd been planning to do had um, evaporated overnight. The first thing was, well, this can't be. It'll all get better on Monday. Uh, weeks went by. It didn't. Um, you know, then I went through the anger of how could this happen? I had everything so well laid out. Um, then tried to bargain my way through it. Um, went into a little bit of depression and then finally got to the point of, hey, look, this is what it is. And this is where I'm going to have to pick up and start moving forward. And that really got me thinking about um, as we deal with each other during these difficult times, it's important not to assume that we're all in the same place, right? Each of us has had a different experience. We've had it's impacted us differently and we have to deal with it on our own basis. And so one of the things I've encouraged my uh, associates to do and the people I work with is don't assume that everybody's okay and ready to get back to work, but let's take the time to find out where people are in that stage or what stage they're in of that that uh, grieving process and help everybody move as quickly and healthily as we can to the acceptance stage so we can get to you know the next part of the process, which I call restart. And uh, the restart is really how do we, now that we've accepted where we are, we've been able to assess the impact, um, how do we use the time before we get back to full swing to improve the um, business that we had uh, going into the coronavirus, right? So we very rarely get a strategic pause. Um, you know, this hasn't been a vacation. Uh, it's been a severe disruption in the business. So how can we use that time now to think about, um, you know, for instance, how did we do against our 2019 goals? Did we achieve them? Uh, did we exceed them? Did we not meet them? What was working well in our business before this happened? And how do I protect that as we come back to our businesses? Um, what were the things, more importantly, that weren't working well? And how do I uh, change those? Do I have the time to fix those processes, think through a better way to do that? And can I therefore get myself in a better position to ramp back up as businesses come back online? Um, what are the things that I did that probably didn't bring me any benefit but eat up my resources? Can I stop doing those things? So I think it's really critical as the businesses come back online to think through the business that we had and try and set it up to be the business we want it to be. So there's a good opportunity to think that through and, and implement some changes at this point. So in moving forward, what do you see as the um, final step after reopening? Can you accelerate at this point or do you need to maybe think through even some interim steps before uh, or half steps going forward? Well, I think it's important whether you can come up with a, you know, a, a path forward completely. Um, we all need to be thinking about what's changed. I think the 
the one thing we can all agree is that the future is different than the past. As we come back online, um, there are going to be things that maybe worked before that aren't going to work now. There are going to be new things that have happened as a result of the coronavirus shutdown that are going to become part of a uh, you know, permanent way of, of doing business. And I'll take just a couple of examples. Um, distance, um, you know, the, the remote work uh, has become a the way we survived for the past four months. A lot of companies um, that said they would never do it, it's now become a way that they've had to survive. And the interesting thing is that the efficiencies have proven themselves out in some instances. There's a client out in Arizona who said they would never, never um, do remote work. They were in the process of sinking uh, $14 million into a new facility because their workforce was expanding. Coronavirus hit. They were forced into a remote work environment. And what they found is they were able to achieve about 80 to 90% efficiency in a distributed workforce. And they've decided to make that a permanent part of their uh, go-forward uh, business model. And they canceled the $14 million construction project and had now capital to invest in other parts of the business. So I think it's important to look and be aware of what is changing out there, what has changed, and be able at this point to assess how that's going to impact your business um, and be able to start adopting to that. Some things are going to be beneficial, right? The, the remote work, maybe the social distancing, where now you're doing curbside pickup. Maybe you can figure out how to incorporate that into the business model going forward. Um, some things are going to be threats, and it's important to identify uh, what those threats to your business model may be and start to protect yourself against it. So the opportunity to accelerate is really based on your ability to observe, you know, pay attention to what you have to do to get back online, but also pay attention to those things in the environment that are changing around you and be able to decide if there are benefits, there are new opportunities that you can incorporate um, to get uh, get your uh, share back in your market, or if there are things you have to protect from. Um, but the thing that's that's uh, for certain is that things are going to be different, and those that can accommodate those differences in a meaningful way quickly will be ahead of their their competitors. Paul, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted uh, any more information on you or your services, where can they go to find it? Um, I would welcome a call. My, my cell phone number is 713-838-6122. Or please visit my website, uh, paul at theexcelcoach, that's E-X-C-E-L, coach.com. Um, and if you'd like to carry on the conversation, there's a way you can link there to sign up for a 30-minute conversation. I'd be happy to carry this on further. Thank you so much. Paul, as we move into the next phases of the coronavirus health crisis and the economic dislocation in Qs 3 and 4 and into 2021, um, perhaps I could call upon you again to uh, seek your counsel on uh, where we might be at that point in time. I'd welcome the chance, Tom, to continue the dialogue. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This is the only B2B podcast which brings clear and sane information for both the compliance professional and the business executive. If I could ask you uh, to do one thing, if you could tell one person about this podcast, 
trying to get the word out uh, about this Motion Inc. podcast in the Compliance Podcast Network. So if you could tell one person about it, send them a copy, send them a link, do something uh, to help me publicize this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Compliance and Coronavirus is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network, and it appears Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me again for another episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.